Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast today. It's a special day because we're going to try and sound smarter than we actually are. Before we jump into that and fool y'all, let's talk about the Casual Fridays consulting program. Guys, uh, basically, we're here to help. doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county or you've been it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Welcome to Christmas week. It's Christmas week. It is. Have you finished all your shopping? No. 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 So you haven't got me a gift yet, have you? Nope. I asked you what you wanted. You said you wanted two things and your wife was already taking care of them, so. I don't, I don't recall this. I said I'm getting a belt. And a hat. She hasn't got me the hat yet. She can't find the hat that I want. Well, it was a custom hat, so you have to have it made. It's a certain hat that I want. A certain style hat. Yeah, it's one of the 47 fitted hats. Apparently, they're out of stock, but I want the vintage color. I want like a charcoal or a vintage washed blue. Why don't you find it and just send it to her? Because that's what she did for her gifts, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, I'm not like, she came to me with her stocking stuffers two days ago and said, hey, hide these. This is for my stocking. And I go, wait, what? She goes, this is my stocking stuffers. This is what I want in my stocking. Hide it. Put it out on Christmas Eve. I couldn't tell you the last time I've been surprised on Christmas because like my, my parents just say, tell us exactly what you want or or we'll give you money. You can go get it and then bring it to us. We'll wrap it. Yeah. I'm like, but that's like one of the things like I, I like doing our stocking stuff or she stole my joy for that this year. It's, it's <laughs> Well, just because she gave you, so doesn't mean you can't go get something else. I know. I already did, but it's still not the same. Like she stole my thunder and I just don't like it. I think it was a, I think it was a very, uh, I don't shelf esteem to do. Like, I mean, I want a Cobra for Christmas. You don't see me going and buying a Cobra and putting it under the Christmas tree. No, I don't do that, Jessica. I know you listen to the show now, but I don't go just steal your thunder like that. Wow, I didn't realize this was Air Your Grievances Monday. (laughs) What is that called on Seinfeld? It's uh, 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 Festivus for the rest of us, where it's it's the yearly airing of grievances. We should do a show about Festivus. Is that what Festivus is? Yeah, you need to look it up. That's a, it's, I mean, a, it's, a, it's a made-up holiday from Seinfeld. I knew that, but there's a real famous CrossFit competition called Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. It's for people who aren't good enough to go like. Yeah, that's what it. it's. That's what it's. It's that. that it's the yearly airing of grievances. So if me and you had a problem with each other, we could do it on Festivus at dinner. Interesting. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with, the, with anything you just said about Jessica because like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm tempted to say Brian take this part out because I'm guilty by association here. So no, she said she likes to listen to our show because she can hear my perspective on something that's taken place, and she's like, oh, that's what he thought about that because apparently my communication with my wife is not 100 percent all the time. It's pretty good, but it's not there every time, every day. I mean, I guess anybody can be but guilty I, of that. I betting she doesn't remember saying that because she doesn't remember telling me 13 other things that night. And you are just digging a hole today. <laughs> it's Monday. It's Christmas week. She can't be mad forever. Forever. That's the key. <laughs> Maybe not forever, but <laughs> you uh, trying to ruin Christmas? Come on. No, nah, it's nothing but love. My dear, dear, sweet Jessica. Yeah, so, let's, let's move on. I'm, <laughs> just uncom- I'm, I'm like uncomfortable for you, for Jess, for like anyone listening who's like, Ugh. yeah, 
No. Well, let's, so apparently we're not as smart as we think that we are. As, I'm gonna put you on that one. You're yeah. not smart. You're making the dumb moves today. <laughs> you you're done. Dug yourself in a big old hole. No, I, I saw a quote, and it kind of strikes to me like this year of transition for us and what we've done, and so many of our clients, and you know, little things that kind of add up. But it's an Albert Einstein quote, and it says, "Blind belief in authority is the greatest enemy of truth." And I'm going to read that again for you. The blind belief in authority is the greatest enemy of truth. And I kind of, like I said, I read these memes and I read these quotes and I, I want to tie it back to what we do on a daily basis. And for me, so many of our listeners have gone through a coaching program, whether it's ours or somebody else's. And we say, sometimes you got to have a little bit of faith, but they never question it. And like, like I've said, and I've said it many times over the last hundred, this is hundred episode 156, I believe that for the first two years that I did this business, I, I took the first hour of the morning and learned something that I could tie back to land investing, whether it was learning about deeds, learning about note investing, learning about mortgages, learning about deeds of trust, whatever it could have been, I tried to tie it back because I didn't want to be so caught up in running a business that somebody else told me how to do it, and if that person disappeared, I couldn't run my own business. And so early on, I set my business up two different ways. I set it up with the group that we we worked with, and then I set it up on my own. And I usually and I typically ran it on my own way because I found that it was working better and I was getting better results. And you know, a perfect segue to this last week, Rocket Print and Mail had a sale for our clients. And, you know, that in itself, we got told for so long that one of the vendors out in the market was the best you could find. And if you went to click to mail or to offers to owners or whoever you went to, you you shop those prices and you would see that, yeah, some of them were really good. Then we had a uh, a listener and a friend. He he said, "Hey man, I'm trying this company out. Y'all should look into him." So we did. Reached out to them, and they've been nothing but great and responsive to us. And this isn't a sell on them, but what it is is since we did that and we tested the boundaries and looked for what would be the best product for our services or best vendor for our service that we needed, they've saved our clients over thirty five thousand bucks. Yeah, it's big. I mean, I know it's been a long time. We kind of had a show about sim- similar to that before, right? When it was like what would you do if it all went away today? Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And I've kind of lived by my business by like that same idea too. Cause I, I do remember when we first got started, everything was like, you kind of get this fear of what if the way we're doing it ended right mm-hmm. now? <laughs> what yeah. am I going to do? It was wrong. Or the, yeah. the data service you got, you couldn't get data anymore. You couldn't have a parcel software. You were shopping the wrong properties. Like, you know, it could go so many different ways. Yeah. You start to believe like maybe the way you're doing th- it's easy to get stuck in the idea that the, there's one way to do this yep. without expanding. Like I, I don't know, I've said this multiple times, but I, I'm big on testing everything, mm-hmm. and so I'm not, you know, I'm not in concrete on anything. Right? Yeah, I'm not. I test everything, mm-hmm. and and I actually hear about this all the time with like Craigslist ads. Yeah, you know, so people always say Craigslist ads don't work. Well, I'm steadily getting one to three, sometimes five leads a day, mm-hmm. and so it's clearly working for me. I mean, I'm putting 50 ads a week gets me one to three a day. Yeah. I would say that's a success. I'd say that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, at the very least, it's okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's better than anything. Like, it's better than a lands dashboard's putting to me with yeah. eight or ten properties on there. Yeah, but it's not like I just threw up an ad one day and it just happened, right? Mm-hmm. I've tried long ads. I have tried short ads. I have tried medium ads. I have tried ads with prices. I have tried one photo, three photos, five. Like, I have tested everything that I can to get to that. And that extends into the rest of my business too, just like mm-hmm. it should for everybody. Like t- constantly test and see what's working for you, no matter what. Yeah, and marketing, like you say, with Craigslist and Facebook, the algorithm change as of late, and then the the change of real estate having to be a special ad category. 
I'm seeing that amongst all the groups right now. And some of the top people that I like I look up to in the land investing niche are having problems with their ads. And so their whole marketing campaign was Facebook. And now they can't get their ads posted and they're freaking out about it. And they're like, what do we need to do? You know, some people are trying miscellaneous. Some are people are trying sports and outdoors. Others are just calling it a house and not putting bedrooms with it. You know, so these things happen. You you have to be able to pivot, but you always have to be constantly looking at your your verticals and which way your business is going. And you can't just rely on one person taught me one thing and that's it forever. There is one there is one thing that will be constant forever in our business. And okay. that is that it will one hundred percent change year to year. Oh yeah. My yeah. my biggest fear, and this is and I and I'll put it out here, is the post office goes under. So what do you do in that situation? Because there was grumblings last year or the year before that the post office is one of the biggest real estate holdings places for the government and it does it doesn't turn a profit. So could you sell some of that and do you start charging more for stamps? And every you hear this conversation happen every year when they raise a stamp price. Uh, we need it to remain profitable. We need it to do this. We need it to do that. But what do you do in that situation? Do you go to a DHL? Do you go to UPS? Do you go to email? Do you go to Facebook and running it like with everywhere small business they do with Rocket Print Mail? What do you do? And do you drive it into a buy website and, and do that? So do we go completely virtual? You know, those are things that like keep me up because I know that, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. If the post office went away, there would be come another centralized way to receive everything, whether that's email or whatever. So then you just got to start testing and figuring yep. out what that is. Yeah, but how? Do, what does that do to your business during that time? Yeah, you're right. I um, that's a good question because I'm currently. I doubt anybody is, at least in the land business, is currently testing any other form of yep. blind offer. I and that that brings me up to a thing I got today. I got a ringless voicemail today. And it was a Kentucky number. And I was like, what the heck would a Kentucky number be? Ringless voicemail. And it's like, hey, I don't know if you got my message, uh, but it's letting you know, hey, we're doing we're doing septic tank inspections today over in your area. I'd like to swing by and see it. And I'm like, but I don't have a septic tank. And I, I bet it was on a cabin property I bought in Kentucky. That's how I picked my information up. And he, mm-hmm. you know, skip trace me or whatever it was. And, you know, that to me, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Is it something I do right now? No. Is it something that I would do? I, I'm not saying no, but, I, you know, it's just like, the ease of access and the ease of flowing through the business. So there is a thought process behind this is like, okay, how do we continue to evolve and grow our business? And like you said, you see so many people that say, this didn't work for me, so I'm done. This this avenue didn't work. This didn't work. When it's like, okay, well, what all are you doing? And I find myself in that situation a lot. Like, I'm like, man, my, my ads aren't getting any more leads. And I look at it and it's been over 30 days since I've updated them. I'm like, well, let me update it. So I update it, change the price a little bit, change the title, change the cover picture. Imagine I get three leads the next day. And I'm like, oh, well, there you go, Justin. You mm-hmm. got to actually do the work. Yeah, that's a pretty common theme in internet marketing. Because like we've said before, selling land online is just internet marketing. Mm-hmm. What you think may be the best main photo and the best ad isn't what the world resonates with. Yep. And so you can't just put it out there and expect, well, this is the perfect ad, right? You've got to watch yeah. it. I got, I went... Two weeks, I got 100 views, but I got zero leads. Okay, clearly something's not working. Mm-hmm. Let's change this up a little bit. Yep. I mean, that's just how it's got to be. And that's, yeah. That needs to expand to every part of your business. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And that's, so maybe Albert Einstein's quote's a little bit of a stretch, but in reality, it's not. You can't blindly follow a guru who did it one way, one time. That's what he sells. And I've said that to so many people. There's 27 courses out there. And there's probably about six or seven different methodologies that happen inside those 27 courses. That's just a number, by the way, people, that it's not exactly 27 courses. No, there, there's probably more. <laughs> yeah. uh, just the first three pages of Google, there's 27 courses. I didn't go past that. No. But 
if you take all of those peoples in the way they do it and you throw it in your toolbox, you're always able to pivot. Now, is it best to put it under a long contract and then try to get them in? That may work on something that's not getting you, you don't have the cash for or you don't, you don't necessarily think it's worth that and you don't want to take the risk on it. It doesn't tie up your cash into risk. But, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. And just add them to your toolbox and keep moving forward. Sound like a solid, strong point, final point to me. Yeah. I'll let you, I'll let you call it there. You got anything else? No. I think because you get to this point where you can just start beating a dead horse, right? You either got our message and you know that you need to get out there and be testing and learning and growing and not get stuck on one way. Mm-hmm. Or you need to hit stop, start all the way back over from the beginning <laughs> and re-listen to it again. Yeah. Uh, one thing to add, mm-hmm. Team Krispy Kreme did not win this political debate. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to bring that up at the very beginning. I forgot all about it because it was a major victory. For non-Krispy Kreme fans. What I will say, some of you that picked Team Shipley, if you've never had a Shipley's Donut, it's a franchise in South Texas, and I don't know where else they're at. I'm not impressed in your donut, your donut, uh, your donut stuff. So this, this is coming from a Krispy Kreme guy, though. So I do. I will respect a donut hole that is of good taste at, at any place. And I will say that my my team lost this one, and I will concede. But to see Team Shipley's beat me in votes, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty upset about that because I've had Team Shipley's and it's our, our Shipley's donuts, and it's uh, if it's the only donut store you got, I mean you're not gonna die on it. So I think it's actually over. Uh, this is a draw though because you I think if I remember correctly you won a debate that I just still don't get. I think that was the salsa or ketchup on your eggs debate. Yeah. I think you won that one. I think ketchup. more people said ketchup, which I find just utterly disgusting. So I would, good. I would, it's disgust. The thought of it just grosses me out. Like, so good. I would rather eat crispy, forced to eat Krispy Kreme every day than ever put ketchup on eggs. So we're not going to reopen that debate because I think you won that one. <laughs> I did. My team won this one. Your team won this so one. We're I, even, but. So we're one to one. I will, uh, I will say that the flag is even right now, and I will concede that I lost this one. But I do appreciate for all those that jumped in, voiced their opinion. We do appreciate it. Um, and the algorithms from social media do love the comments, likes, and follows. So, Mr. Southie, take it away into our closing. Yeah, so with that said, make sure you're going to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, give us a follow, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs>